Good morning. This is Send Seven World News in Seven Minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. It's Monday, the twelfth of April, twenty twenty-one. Starting in Europe today, in the United Kingdom, tributes and condolences have been sent to Queen Elizabeth after the death of her husband, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Prince Philip died on Friday, aged 99. Philip was born into the Danish and Greek royal families, but served in World War II for the British Navy. He married the future Queen in 1947 and took part in thousands of public appearances. Prince Charles, the expected future king, said that his father had served all his life. My father, I suppose the last uh, 70 years, has given the most remarkable, devoted service uh, to the Queen, to my family, and uh, to the country, and also to the whole of the Commonwealth. Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke about the extraordinary life of Prince Philip. So we mourn today with Her Majesty the Queen. We offer our condolences to her and to all her family. And we give thanks as a nation and a kingdom for the extraordinary life and work of Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky visited Turkey this weekend. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan showed support for Ukraine against Russian aggression. Ukraine says that 27 soldiers have been killed this year by Russian-supported separatists in the Donbass region. Asia In Myanmar, over 80 people were killed this weekend by the military in the city of Bago, according to local media. Protests have continued daily across Myanmar since the military took power on the 1st of February. Iran has said that its Natanz nuclear facility has been hit by a cyber attack. Iran called the attack nuclear terrorism, but it did not say exactly who it thought was responsible or how it would react. Many reports suggest that Israel is responsible. South Korean Prime Minister Chung Si-kyun is currently in Iran discussing future relations between Iran and South Korea. Kyrgyzstan has voted to give more power to its president. A referendum was held yesterday to approve a new constitution that will give more power to President Sadir Japorov. China has been warned not to invade Taiwan by US Secretary of State Antony Blinken. In an interview with NBC yesterday, Blinken said that the United States would protect Taiwan. Uh, We have a serious commitment uh, to Taiwan being able to defend itself. We have a serious commitment to peace and security in the Western Pacific. Uh, And uh, in that context, it would be uh, a serious mistake for anyone to try to change that status quo by force. 
Africa now. There were lots of elections in Africa this weekend. In Djibouti, President Ismail Omar Gele was elected for a fifth time, according to the government. Most opposition parties boycotted the elections, saying that they would not be fair. In Chad, there were elections yesterday. President Idris Deby has been in power since a coup d'etat, in 1990. He is expected to win a sixth term, although Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International have both said that opposition candidates have not been allowed to speak openly. And Benin also held a presidential election yesterday. President Patrice Talon became president in elections five years ago, Benin is often recognised as being more truly democratic than most other African countries. However, Talon has been accused of targeting his opponents before this election. In Egypt, a 3,000-year-old city has been discovered. Archaeologists say that the city, known as Aten, is the largest ever ancient city discovered in Egypt, and could be the most important discovery since the tomb of Tutankhamun. America's Ecuador held a presidential election yesterday. This report from Maya Dill. More than 13 million Ecuadorians voted yesterday in the presidential election. The left-wing economist Andres Arauz is competing against the conservative former banker Guillermo Lasso. The current president, Lenin Moreno, did not compete in the election. The next president will have to address Ecuador's economic crisis, which has been made worse by the COVID-19 pandemic. Current opinion polls show no clear winner. Peru also held an election yesterday, People voted for the president and for Congress. Most predictions show all presidential candidates receiving far less than 50% of votes, which means that a second round is extremely likely. Peru and Ecuador are two of the only countries in the world where voting is compulsory. Other countries where voting is obligatory are Argentina, Uruguay and Australia. Listen to tomorrow's podcast for results of Peru's and Ecuador's elections. And in space, today is 60 years since the first person travelled into space. On the 12th of April 1961, Russian Yuri Gagarin travelled into space on the Vostok one. That's your news in seven minutes. For transcripts, past episodes, or to send us a message, go to send7.org. In your podcast app, press subscribe to listen every day. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Tomorrow, you will be with Namitha Ragunath. Have a great day. 